0: featuring cuz coming this week y'all tap in with it cuz. it's something real nifty it's something real sporty on hood we got a great interview cuz. what's happening guys happy wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty podcast on today's show. Now, last week, I gave you 10 pre-draft takeaways. Today, we're going to give you some post-NFL draft takeaways, but I'm not flying solo this week. I don't think my voice can handle it, but I'll tell you who this podcast could always handle more of, and that is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, man, a little work last week, kept you away.
1: Yeah, it sucked, uh, especially on the on the eve of the draft. Um, I got to hear your voice, though. Your voice not might might not have been able to stand up to it, but I would have wanted more of it. Feels good. We are we are one day after my birthday, the big thirty four. I did absolutely nothing, which is exactly what a human being does. When oh, I congratulations!
0: For- <laughs> congratulations on your Bo Jackson birthday.
1: Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Good for you. Uh, happy, the happy the Lions, hey, 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 and the Lions didn't entirely screw up their draft. So that thought, that was a wonderful time.
0: Thought the Lions did quite well. We're going to peel into all that. We also uh, got a couple of special things for you on today's show. But just real quick, going to keep the uh, promotional bits to a minimum. Man, just go to go to any social media platform except TikTok. I got to get Jerry on TikTok. Maybe I'll get you the uh, the DWZ admin Neil. Maybe start a DWZ TikTok. Maybe Dallas. He's the young boy on the team. You know, that's uh, maybe we'll get him to start the DWZ TikTok. But everywhere else, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, search Dynasty Warzone and subscribe. Just subscribe. You know, you can turn the notifications off, but the subscribing goes a long way. And if you're listening to this via podcast, hit pause. Go in and leave five stars. It literally will take you 30 seconds. You know, if you want to leave a review, happy Bo Jackson birthday, Jerry, <laughs> Memphis, your voice still sounds rough, whatever that is. Those are all the easiest and freest. I've made that word up, uh, trademark, copyright, circle C. Uh, all belong to us. That is the freest way to help out the Dynasty Warzone grow the show, Jerry. Easy, easy peasy. Easy. We actually got a five-star review. You want to read it? Ah, right, Yeah, I could do that. From the very Revenge.
1: Gosh. Look, I know. I came prepared today. What in the God absolute hell damn. is going on? 34 new new me. Studious. Studious. Solid, solid dynasty advice, positive approach, and always thoughtful in their analysis. He is obviously talking about you, but it is much appreciated regardless. Thank you, sir. It's simple. It's
0: that simple. It, it really is. So, so those are all the ways to help. Again, Search every platform except TikTok. Search Dynasty Warzone. Subscribe if you got a minute. Leave us a review. Comment on a YouTube video. Get us get those algorithms moving, people. That's what we're here for. But Jerry, you know what gets the people moving? What gets the people moving? It's good people, bad tweets. You, yeah, you knew this. Those... You knew this was going to happen. Uh, you tagged me in one over the weekend, and I, I'm prepared to bring the thunder. But we have not one, but two a double oh, shot. Winter. Now we're recording on Tuesday. Yeah. Now every wacky FM DJ that I know of, I don't listen to much, you know, terrestrial radio anymore like FM, but every wacky FM DJ, they do two for Tuesday. Here's another double shot from Metallica or some shit like that, you know, that's yeah. it's it's it, it's it's rock station 101 Lord 2 for Tuesday. So we're going to we're actually recording on a Tuesday. So we're going to do a double shot of good people, bad tweets. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Fire away. All right, let's get this first one. Now, this one, I have never had more people, both patrons and regular listeners of the Dynasty War Zone, send me a tweet for this segment than this one. I am not being hyperbolic or facetious when I say I got this from at least eight different people. Okay. All right,
1: are, are, are you ready? Yeah, I don't know.
0: I, I I think ready. you should be. Now, th- this, this, this chap in, in question is Chris McDonald. If you want to follow Chris, you can follow Chris at... Wizard of Roto. Just like it sounds wizard of rodo. He is a rodo wizard, Jerry. Yeah. Sounds but, but like Mr. McConnell, Chris, if you will, to his people, he, he tweeted this on May 2nd. If people tell you that Brees Hall is the definitive 101, they are either purpose purpose easy for me to say, yeah. purposely lying to you, or they are incredibly mistaken. There is no definitive 101 this year. What I can tell you is that Brees shouldn't be the 101 in one QB or superflex. Hmm. Now I'm going to let you marinate on his first tweet there, and uh, Chris Chris doubled down his bad tweeting, and he says Isaiah Spiller is a better long term option at running back than Brees Hall. But wait, there's more. Come on, don't let the fantasy Twitter. Quote unquote torch mob insult and slander you into believing Brees is the rookie draft equivalent to Zeke when he was drafted by Dallas, i.e., Brees is the 101 and will burn you at the stake if you disagree with us. Now, Jerry, that's this is just one subsection of good people, bad tweets. But when I read you those three tweets from Mr. McConnell, apparently got a little heat for that first one and then didn't only double down, he went all in on this. So as I read you this for the first time, what are your thoughts? Listen, I I think the first bit is fine.
1: Like, like I have Brees Hall 101, but it, but it is a little bit of a polarizing class, and I could see it. I even took Kenneth Walker with a 101 share in Patreon 1, so I, I can get behind it. The rest, though, my friend... Is just, I. It, it seems like my man's just trying to be contrarian, just to be contrarian, and I don't think anybody's comparing to what Zeke was coming out. I honestly, since I have joined this dynasty world, this dynasty drug that we consume endlessly, Zeke at one hundred and one has probably been the best pick at one hundred and one since I joined. I mean, I mean, Saquon didn't live up to it. Zeke's been a perennial RB one every single time. I don't. I don't see people doing
0: that with Brees Hall. And if he stays out of trouble, he typically plays most every game. Right, durable.
1: The Isaiah Spiller thing, though—like, in, in, in what world? Like, were you just an anti? So Apparently I, I Chris I, I, McConnell's world. Yeah, like I, I you know, I, I, you know, I don't follow tons of people on Twitter, and I don't keep up with it because I don't want to regurgitate the same dog shit that everybody does, else does. I like to have my own opinion. So I don't know if he's an anti brees Hall guy and maybe he's a big Isaiah Spiller stand and he's just sticking with it, which maybe is the case. Maybe it is not. But it seems like it. And it seems like you're just fighting that just to keep fighting it. But y- you have to play this game with all of the information. You know, we, we talk about poker narratives a lot on the show because we both have played it extensively. You know, you have to make decisions once you've seen the flop and then once you've seen the turn and once you've seen the river and you have to adjust your strategy and your betting accordingly. Dynasty is the same. When you have seen draft capital and you have seen situations and you have seen the the position in which the player was ranked by NFL teams and where they were drafted, in what world suggests that Isaiah Spiller is going to be a better long-term asset? I just, I can't, get, I can't get behind it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the first one, I'm going to take these in, in, in layers of three. So the first tweet, okay, and, and I get you're limited to the the 280 characters, whatever it is, until Uncle Elon comes to and fixes that for us. Elon, we're counting on you, babe. <laughs> well, but anyway, you know, how about some context? Hey, how about all of that shit that he said in the first tweet? And then what a lot of other people do, here's a thread. Here's a thread of, you know, why? Why I don't like Brees Hall is my 101. Or he could have said I host the Roto Slap Dick whatever podcast, and I'm going to break it down for you. He did none of that. He could have used it as a way to have grown his brand and got people to his podcast, whatever that blue YouTube channel, whatever it is. I don't know what it is because I'm not going to share it because it's it's poorly. It's it's if, if he doesn't care enough to promote it, why in the hell should I? So that's number one. Where's your context? Okay, why is is Brees Hall not your 101? How did you come to this conclusion? Who's your 101? Give us some nuance. And to say that Brees Hall is better, okay, fine, same thing. And and if this jack wagon had had compiled all of this pile of turds, this pile of turds into one like Mount baby Mount Everest of turd tweets, if he'd have put it all together and said, hey, man, um, check it out. But the one about the, 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 the Twitter mob. Oh, boo hoo 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 hoo. What the fuck did you think was going to happen, dumbass? You put out an ultra contrarian, lack of context, lack of nuance tweet about a super ultra popular player that we've all been told is the one on one. Whether you agree or not, it's fine. Right. I'm not telling you your opinion has to go along with the herd. You know, that, that there's nothing wrong with that. It was how you handled it, how you worded it, and the ineffective of it. That's why this is a good person, bad tweet for me.
1: I think, and so I just looked this up because I, I, you know what, because I thought I had recognized it when you mentioned it, and I did come across it, actually. Uh, And you actually left out probably the most egregious part of it. So after he says, personally, I'd want Walker over Brees and for 2023 and beyond, and I'll take Spiller, which, you know, we got into that, but then, period, in Superflex, I'd take all four QBs over Hall.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't have the 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 famous uh, Joker from the Dark Knight Batman movie where like he's screaming at the guy, "Look at me!" But that's what this is, man. You you, you blew a golden opportunity to grow your brand, get people to your podcast, and say, "Hey, I'm going to discuss it." That's that that's called a tease, Chris. In the radio industry, that's called a tease. Hey, and on the other side of the break, we're going to get two from Metallica. That's how that works. I'm like, oh, damn, Metallica, all-time popular band. Well, fuck, I'll listen to a muffler commercial and some local mom-and-pop you know, car dealership because I want to hear two from Metallica. All right, I'm going to go find Chris's podcast. You, 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 you retweet or you comment in the comments with a link to your podcast discussing this, and you drive downloads, Chris. You seem to be a nice guy. This is a bad tweet and a horrible job of marketing. So let me move let me move on, Jerry. So is is that fair? Was I fair to Chris? Yeah, he's he said he would take four quarterbacks over Brees Hall. I, I, I do stand by the dumbass. I mean I, I stand by like it, it, Jerry.
1: It, it, it just, really, Like you're taking Desmond Ritter at 102? You're taking Matt Corral there or Sam Howell or something? Like over Brees Hall? You, you you've like, been on. let you've been led asunder.
0: Stop. You've been led asunder. All right, second one. This tweet was given to me by uh, a young man up in uh, Detroit, Michigan. His name's Gerald Sinclair. And this tweet comes from Joel Vosa. Ver- He's a personal trainer and a do- maybe a uh, physical therapist and a doctor, a physical therapist. I think if you're the DPT, like our own Dr. Kyle, why are you advertising just the PT? It's like human resources, human resources manager. It's from the uh, redundancy department of redundancy. But anyhow, anyway, Joel tweets, and I quote, taking Brees Hall as the 101 in Superflex is the reason you have the 101. You're a rebuild team that's bad at retweeting, or excuse me, at rebuilding. I'm retweeting. And I was, I I, I mean, I, I was just Jerry. I was like here, here's what I take from both of these tweets, and I'll give you a minute while I collect. Are you ready? Because this is yeah. what I I don't have the joker soundbite best I got on a unshort notice. You ready? Yeah. Gotta get in your grandstanding and your hot dogging, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. It's grandstanding, it's hot dog, and it's look at me, it's pay attention. This is a horrible take, but you sent it to me. What were your thoughts? So as the
1: a connoisseur of rebuilding as a person who has taken a chunk of the rosters that I have, that I invest my own money into.
0: Jerry is rebuilding royalty, by the way.
1: So I, I, well, I want to have a good strategy because I don't think a lot of people do it well. So I have tried it with my own teams to try and experiment in the best way possible. And the rule number one, be top of the mother effing list is if you take poop players, your rebuild will not work. And if we're talking, so I, I'm assuming he's talking about Kenny Pickett, would would be my guess. And, and Kenny Pickett is fine. And there's a chance that Kenny Pickett ends up having a Justin Herbert esque career arc, which, which would be wonderful for the, the share or two that I do have of him. And I'm, like I said with the previous tweet, I am fine if you don't think Brees Hall is a unanimous 101. I tend to agree. I think for most of your teams, if you have a lot of one-on-ones, you should take him. But I get it. He's a very good talent, but I get it. My issue is saying that that is why you're a rebuilding team and you're bad at rebuilding. 101 running backs have a stable value. Josh Jacobs has never been sexy. Josh Jacobs is still worth quite a bit. Saquon Barkley barely even plays. And he's still worth a ton. Zeke Elliott, listen, he he might not be worth a first in a lot of leagues now. He's been in the league for five or six years. Last year he was. year before that he was. Brees Hall is going to retain his value. And if Mitchell Trubisky, who has Deontay Johnson, who has Najee Harris, who has Chase Claypool, who now has George Pickens, is probably going to be successful enough, that he's going to remain the starter for a good chunk of the season.
0: Is that fair? Is that fair, Randy? I'm going to, we're going to cover, we're going to cover my thoughts on, uh, we're going to cover Brees Hall when we get into the actual comments. I uh, just had so many about these two tweets for for me. First of all, in, in case you didn't know, Jerry is the rambunctious rebuilder. He is the one who rebuilds ravishingly. He's a rational rebuilder. If, if, if you think to yourself, Day of Memphis must have Googled positive words that start with R. <laughs> he did a good job. You, you would be correct. He's a, he's razor sharp when it comes to rebuilding. Um, but anyway, uh, I mean, for, for me, if you don't take Brees Hall, you don't know how to accumulate value in in Dynasty. You just don't and listen, listen, maybe you don't love Brees Hall. Somebody in your damn league loves Brees Hall. And they you, you know what Brees Hall has? For
1: Hall. What and you me,
0: you mentioned the guy you meant Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he has insulation. It's what every good addict should have. It should be insulated to keep out the hot. And, I'm sorry, keep in the you know keep in the right temperature year round. Yep. It, it cools you in the winter, keeps you keeps you you know warm in the winter, cool in the summer. That's what insulation does. Brees Hall and his draft capital are insulated. Insulated, if any of these wide receivers that will go from 103 through 112 have even a slight backpedal at all, at all, you've lost equity. Because you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give you my first takeaway. You ready? Yeah, shoot. We've been saying this on this podcast for two years. And the NFL continues to tell you that Jerry and I are correct. The NCAA is going to give you 15 to 25 wide receivers every single year there are exactly two consensus running backs much like with chris earlier the the wolf wizard of wall street or whatever the fuck and this fucking guy i'll, I'll tell you what it does mean is these guys are going to hold their value saquon barkley has been a pumpkin a pumpkin for the last two seasons people still hold on to value Correct. that's why you draft Brees hall his value is insulated for at least two to three years. Two to three years, no matter what he does. B- barring suspension, going full Darius guys, his value yeah. is, is insulated. If, King, if not Kenyon Drake, excuse me, Drake London, it's like a wheel of jeopardy before and after. Mm. Kenyon Drake, Drake London. I, I love Wheel of Fortune, by the way. Um, but but if, if he plays poorly and his injury issues from college transfer over to the pros, He'll lose exponentially more value than if Brees Hall gets hurt. If Garrett Wilson can't get out from behind Elijah Moore as the Jets 101 and the Apple, see what I did there, of Zach Wilson's eye, he's going to lose value. If Michael Thomas comes out and goes back to getting 180 targets, Chris Olave is going to lose value. This is exactly why you're wrong. This is why you take Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. I'm fine with whichever, because there are so few running backs coming into the NFL of merit for us as dynasty gamers. And there's a plethora. You like that word plethora of I got a plethora. I have a plethora of wide receivers coming in every year, but a scarcity of running backs. The thing that there's a scarcity of maybe they didn't teach you supply and demand. In in Dr. PT school. I'll ask Kyle next time I talk to him. He's in Paris as we speak. But that's my point. That's why Brees Hall's the 101. And, And when you're rebuilding and you're trying to get your team on its feet, you have to do it around assets that are going to retain value so you can move them later for a profit or different players. That's why I thought this was a ludicrous tweet.
1: I'm with you. Like, I just... Randy, you got to take the player, even if you don't love them. If you know they're going to have value, and you know people in your league love them, it's just bad game theory.
0: It's bad like, game, I, like, theory. Let, let, game theory. Horrible game theory.
1: Let me let me say an example, right? So I I'm with somebody, and they, you know, I'm talking with them, and they are talking about how much they like Sky more. I'm in a league with him. I don't love Sky more. Like he, he he's okay. Don't get me wrong. Don't give away I the reckon. show.
0: We got to get to the actual post. We gotta get to I the, know. The, I know.
1: Listen, this is this is draft time. Damn it! This is, we are gonna we are gonna go off the rails today because today is easily our favorite show. I would assume, but I well, took him uh, because I'm gonna flip his ass. It, 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 like Brees Hall is. I get it. You know, Michael Carter's good. Michael Carter's young. Michael Carter's there. I, I understand he is a hindrance. It doesn't matter if Brees Hall gets one thousand yards, which is. Not great if you're a fantasy asset, like you're a middling RB2. He's still going to be worth tons next offseason, and that's merely a thousand yards, that's 50 yards a game. So, anyway, Randy, let's get cooking.
0: I've had enough of this conversation. You know what I'm doing right now as we speak, Jerry? Yeah, I, I am looking at rookie drafts in our patron patreon.com hmm. forward slash. Dynasty Warzones, like our old admin, our buddy Neil's, like, hey, I know you're doing a podcast, but uh, you're up in thirteen, and we've got about fifteen patron leagues uh, Ooh, already cool. replaced all the orphans for the year. But we're gonna be doing what 14, 15 coming up,
1: probably. Yeah,
0: gonna gonna try to do a live auction in Canton, and spicy. I will. I, I it, I'm a spicy man, Jerry, and I will tell you, you should be heading over to Patreon.com forward slash. Dynasty Warzone last week. I played the contractor edition. I did with a gentleman also named Randy. I did a bonus podcast tonight. We're going to touch briefly on that here in just a second. But these are all the things for, I mean, I used to joke about it, but for basically literally a gallon of gas, five bucks a month, you become a patron. There's no tears. There's no you get this with that, blah, blah, blah. You get in a great group chat with a bunch of great people. I think we've really hammered out some consensus dynasty war zone, ADP for rookie drafts between all these leagues. And and Jerry, where do you think we're going to share that?
1: Where are we going to share it? Randy,
0: patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. great group chat, great collective IQ, some really sharp dudes in this draft. And you get one-on-one attention from me. So, Anyway, if you're looking to get better at the game, all the theory and stuff that we're talking about—that's what we do at the patron. Correct. We we and a lot of these show topics start there and end up here, but that's why our patrons are ahead of the game. If you're getting your butt whooped, seriously, if you're getting your butt whooped in a dynasty league right now, it's probably by one of our patrons. As a matter of fact, you you can write it in a in a five star review. Hey, is so and so in your patron? I'll just give you a yes or no if you leave us a five star but anyway patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone come get better before rookie season get some help get some help from me from jerry one-on-one in the group uh extra podcast so much more for so little it's a great value one of the best values in dynasty fantasy football patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone all right jerry i have one more little nugget for you i just I want to throw it at you like a hand grenade are you ready
1: Yep, love nuggets,
0: especially with sweet and sour. Throw it. Oh, at me. I'm a more of a more of a hot barbecue guy. But anywho, um, you know I'm a baseball guy. Yeah, you, you probably missed this, and the average sports fan probably did last week. Do you know who Trevor Bauer is? Uh, I know he plays baseball. He is a professional baseball player. He got himself in some uh, hot water, okay. alleged domestic violence, uh, turned out to be found in a court of law. To be rough consensual sex. Uh, If if you want to know the whole story, just Google Trevor Bauer legal issues. You'll find more than your handful. But anyway, much like a guy we talk about, Deshaun Watson, he was found not guilty criminally. So, criminally, do you see the the first tie between these two? Yes. Um, There's still some legal, civil matters on the side. Now, even though Deshaun Watson was not placed on the commissioner exempt list last year, he basically set himself out because he didn't want to play for the Texans. And uh, Mr. Bauer was placed on like a, like an administrative leave, similar to what we've seen in the NFL before with Adrian Peterson and the issue with his child and, and so on and so forth. And uh, so it came out last week, like just before the draft, MLB decided to suspend Mr. Bauer. For two seasons, Jerry, two full years, he got zero credit for the 91 games, I believe, that he's already been suspended. So they suspended him in season last year. He missed the back end of last year, and he hasn't played yet this year. And now he's going to be suspended two full years, and he will not be eligible to return to Major League Baseball until this time, 2024. And, And here's what makes me nervous. The world is very monkey see, monkey do. It's very copycat. Would you agree? I would agree. And, and can you imagine the social pressure on the NFL if they only suspend Deshaun Watson for six games? Yeah, I mean, I can see it for sure. I mean, the one thing about the NFL, the good thing is, is that the, you know, the NFL doesn't really give a shit what Twitter or the media no. says. The NFL just keeps moving. But there is going to be pressure, if that, in my opinion if the NFL comes through with what they gave Ben Roethlisberger, if what they gave Zeke Elliott, even if they, what they gave Kareem Hunt, which was 10 games, if they come through with a suspension like that, don't you think there's going to be like some outcry? Because people always want to make an example of the NFL. They don't like the fact that the NFL's the 101, which is why people pick on Brees Hall, but that's another story for another minute. But pe- people want to make an example of you when you're in the top of the mountain. Do do you see pressure where the NFL might behind the scenes say, hey man, we got to give this guy a season? We got to give him at least a full season. And as a guy who's been acquiring Deshaun Watson, that makes me nervous. What are your thoughts when I share that? Now that's a theory, it's a patented Memphis theory, but what do you think?
1: I mean, I I think the moral compass of the NFL is not is loose. It's, it's loose, to say it is not up to par with uh, the rest of the standards of American cultural society. On top of that, I think the NFL is just so effing popular that it's different. You know, baseball, America's pastime, it couldn't hold the NFL's jock. I mean, we watched day three of the draft. We watched the Combine we watch senior bowls and shrine bowls
0: and everything. You, you know, if, the, if, if they televised minicamp and, like, and like stitched I mean, them I, together. I went to a mini camp a few years ago. Like, it, it, and, and it was boring, but I was like,
1: well, yeah. And, and,
0: and stitched them together and like, you know, hey, we're going to do 20 minutes or just like, oh, like like in prime time too, like right on the NFL network. 100%. Hey, from, for, from 8 to 11, we're going to give you three hours of live coverage. You know, with some some highlights and some commentary from all many camps this week. Even if it was the Jaguars, I'd
1: just be looking for Travis Etienne. Like, you, you, <laughs> you pick a team 100%. I'm watching. It. J-
0: Jerry's got a wanted poster. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That made me a little nervous as a guy. If possible, I will. And, say possible and sure. I kind of uh, expounded on that on our patron pod for the patrons over at patreon.com. But let's get to the draft, man. We're almost a half hour in. Now, we have been talking football, yeah. we have been talking dynasty. Let's get to the 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 prize the prize pig, if you will, the the 101, the blue ribbon, the blue ribbon for me, Brees Hall. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and mix Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker together. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my takeaway and then you can share yours. You ready? Got it. Yep. For for me, they were drafted in that magical window that between pick 33 and 45, so much dynasty goodness has come from that come from that window over the, the, the last few years. And whether you're talking Jonathan Taylor, uh, last year, now, Najee went a little bit earlier than that, but but we've seen several guys drafted in that, With Javonte Williams last year, another guy that, Miles Sanders, a few years ago, went in that window. I uh, had a great rookie year. I, I believe that is gonna be, especially in redraft, the Brees Hall, and Kenneth Walker. Um, For for me, I don't want you to overthink it. Uh, I tweeted this out after the draft. Um, We let, and I'm say we by we, I don't mean me, but there are dynasty people out there who let the landing spot of Kansas City and the first round draft capital make people take Clyde Edwards over, over Jonathan Taylor because he was dealing with Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines. Do you really – and and, and this is a pro-Michael Carter shot, by the way. We are pro-Michael Carter here. We like Michael Carter here. But this is the Jets saying this is our guy. Congratulations. We want you to be our Jonathan Taylor. Will he be Jonathan Taylor? Time will tell. But he's a very good athlete. They drafted him for a role, and that doesn't mean that Michael Carter can't have standalone value in that Naheem Hines role. And any of those other dusty, crusty, busty guys in the backfield, that's your Marlon Mack. Don't overthink it. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the good people, bad tweets. Same thing with Kenneth Walker. You know, I had – and and he's a friend, so I don't want to – this is not a good people, bad tweets, but Jacob Rickroad uh, at Clutch Fantasy. He and I were – and there was some other guy named Frank. We were having a debate the other day. They were clearly on the pro Rashad Penny side. Mm -hmm. Sorry. The last five games of the season, including three against Detroit, Arizona, and Houston, you know, five, and they were excellent, by the way. They do not erase 3.75 years of injury and ineptitude. They clearly decided to use some of that draft capital. They just reinvested into a running back. This is my 101 and my 102. You can pick which one you like better. But I'm not going to listen to a wide receiver above them. You, you can certainly give your case, but I am not going to agree, Jerry. That is my takeaway on the running backs. It's still Brees Hall for me, 101, Kenneth Walker, number two. Um, but I'm not touching any of these running backs over these guys.
1: Any wide receivers over them? Yeah. No. I, I'm That's what I
0: mean. You know what I meant, Jerry? I, I know. know I'm just clarifying. Thanks for, for the making people. me look. From the so air, here, here's
1: the thing about this, this entire draft class has red flags. I mean, there is something that stands in the way of their superstardom from the 101 to, you know, the entire first round, you know, whether it's it's competition or bad quarterbacks or, you know, Michael Carter or Rashad Penny or whatever it is. Everyone's got him. So you need to pick and choose which is the worst. The one thing that made me take Kenneth Walker is that Michael Carter is under contract for three years. And he had eleven hundred yards in fourteen games last year, and like you, Rashad Penny was good. Don't get me wrong. I honestly, he was great. I'm not. I don't want to mess it up. He won people championships.
0: But like you said,
1: I've seen that, almost that doesn't
0: four. wash. That doesn't wash away his sins. No, this is not a no, morality like, car wash. This is not a fantasy football car wash. Those five games did not undo. You know, I, I think anyone over touting. Rashad Penny was probably a Rashad Penny person
1: and I was during his
0: team. rookie. I was too, but I don't cling to a mistakes because I made a. I, I spent a lot of time making them. I move on.
1: Like, and listen, I, I'm on. I, Kenneth. Had, had they not drafted Brees Hall or or Kenneth Walker, I would absolutely be saying that Rashad Penny is a nice, cheap, sort of winning play. But and I think he is going to get the first crack at it. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Kenneth Walker is going to have the best year in 2022. But Chris Carson is historically injury-prone. Rashad Penny is absolutely the definition. He is the Will Fuller of running back injuries, and they're both under contract for one more year.
0: And then it's and, the and anybody, show. Anybody touting Rashad Penny, they are on 100% a free roll, in my opinion. Because if he's good, they get a thump their chest and go, see? See, I told you he's good, but if he's uh if he's an injury guy, well, we can't take into account injuries. We can't hold it against the guy. It's injuries, except you can if it's Rashad fucking Penny because yeah, that's when what he eight, does. When it's,
1: when it's been ninety percent of his career, and that's I, what I was, he does. I, I was a big
0: Penny guy. I huge big Penny guy. That was the first. I believe that was the first year of the show four years ago. Yeah, we were both Rashad Penny guys. That we that we, we we're not anti-Penny for the sake of being anti-Penny. No. But the handwriting's on the wall. Do, you know, well, they, they re-signed him. One year. What w- would they have done it if they'd have known that Kenneth Walker was going to be on board?
1: And we're talking about one year for a running back that has played sparingly and he's 26 years old.
0: He's so what, a Melvin what, what, Gordon, what? he's he's a Melvin Gordon heat shield. Yeah, but 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 not as good.
1: Hey, like, you I mean, know what?
0: He, as a guy who wants all the Kenneth Walker, I hope Rashad Penny's good for the first three or four games. I hope it drives people crazy and it drives the price down because then I'm going to go strolling in cruising up and I'm going to be picking up. Same thing I did last off season with Javante Williams. Now I have all the Javante Williams and oh my God, Melvin Gordon resigned. Oh really? I'm supposed to be worried about a 29 year old going into year eight of his career. Not exactly the beacon of health himself. Get out of here. You know, Javante Williams, by the way, a little side note before we move on to some wide receivers. Javante Williams had more rush attempts in his rookie season, quote, unquote, splitting the backfield with Melvin Gordon than DeAndre Swift has had in his entire career. He's never had 200 rushing attempts in a season. And poor Javante managed to do that while splitting backfield reps with Melvin Gordon. Anyway, we love Brees Hall. We love Kenneth Walker. There are 101, 102. And if you want to be like Jerry, like he said, he's taken a little Breeze Hall. Jerry's the uh, the ravishing rebuilder. That's his new nickname. Yeah. You know he he he's mixed it up a little bit. He's took some Breeze. He's took some Kenneth. He's a, he's got an even portfolio of both oh, those yeah. guys. But uh, you didn't take any wide receivers, Jerry. Why not? What was your next takeaway from the wide receiver group?
1: So, uh, like you said, I have been an even portfolio as my ravishing rebuilder status clings to life. I just, I, I, there is a chance, there, there's a, a real possibility that two or three of these guys that are going from like 103 to like 111 are going to be good. They're going to be continuous yearly starters, and you're going to be happy to have them. I don't know which one it's going to be. Every single one of these guys I'm happy to have on my team, and yet every single one of them scares the absolute shit out of me. Garrett Wilson. I have to rely on Zach Wilson. I have to rely on Elijah Moore not eating into him. Drake London. He's the first wide receiver off the board. Calvin Ridley's not there. I have to rely on Marcus Mariota or potentially a Cincinnati quarterback. I can keep going. Jamison Williams. you know, I have to rely on Jared Goff, potentially a rookie next year, which may be a good thing, maybe not. Or I have to worry about his injury. Chris Olave, I'm hoping that Michael Thomas doesn't eat him up. Christian Watson, not the absolute best prospect of the bunch, but he's in the best situation. There's just red flags from start to finish with every single one of them. And every single one of them has a shot to be wide receiver six to nine if they hit their ceiling overall. But Did, there's did you also pick chance six and nine that, on purpose? I actually didn't, but I'm glad I did it. But there's also a chance that they just don't, and they're boring, and they're Corey Davis. I honestly truly believe that half of these wide receivers are going to be Corey Davis and the other half will be great. I couldn't tell you which ones it's going to be because they all are in spots that are just troublesome to say the least. There's always a scenario of troublesome with this entire class, which makes it so
0: frustrating. Yeah. And like I said, my big takeaway with the receivers is they're, just so many of them. Like I'm looking yeah. at last year's draft right now and guys that have kept or retained their value from this time last year, Uh Jamar Chase, exponential growth, Jalen Waddle, exponential growth. I think Devonta Smith about held. Yeah. Kadarius Tony may have went down. Rashad yeah. Bateman going up. Elijah Good. Moore. that the, Going up some,
1: without the production though.
0: Yeah. There's, there's Elijah Moore. There's some turbulence in the market. Rondale Moore. You know, N- N- Nico Collins, and, and and there's a handful of others. Amon Ross, St. Brown, exponential growth. Yeah. So what was that? Eight ten. Yep. Do I need to do twenty twenty and twenty nineteen and twenty? 20- do I need to keep going? Because yeah, that, that's what the NFL's given us every year. That's one of my big takeaways. Is that the NCAA? And I, I'm looking last year. I, I don't. I don't have too many fingers. To not enough fingers to count all these wide receivers, but. The NFL last year looked like they drafted between 30 and 40. Now, obviously, all 30 to 40 weren't good, but how many were drafted this year? Six in the first round alone.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it's not – look at the money wide receivers are getting. There is going to be an abundance of wide receiver going forward. In rookie drafts, I'm already looking for reasons to – and I'll make this my next takeaway. So that's my first takeaway is there's going to continue to be an abundance of wide receivers. Um, so from a takeaway standpoint, who's your guy? Cause your guy's my guy. We actually had this, uh, conversation in the pre-show. So a next takeaway, who's your guy? James Cook, man. Tell him about it. it. it Say listen, it louder. Leading
1: up to this episode over the last, I don't know, four or five episodes, last six weeks or so, we've been talking about how there was going to be a running back drafted and they were going to jump up rookie draft boards. We said Isaiah Spiller because that was the narrative. It wasn't. It ended up being James Cook, unless you're uh, Chris McConnell or whoever the hell we talked about earlier who said Isaiah Spiller was better than Brees Hall. But James Cook gets drafted in the second round to the Buffalo Bills, which is just the blood rushing to your pants sort of excitement that we wanted from a running back. Now, granted, we wanted it to be Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, but we can't have nice things, and that's the reason. We get it from Dalvin Cook's brother, who's a good receiving back. Uh, from Georgia let's talk about Georgia running backs recently I bet you have a lot of fantasy in there I'm excited for him Randy I got so much damn James Cook and coming up to the draft I thought I was gonna have zero of it but I- I'm able to get him at 109 at 108 at 110 at 112 I think I got him at 202 in the league what in the absolute f are we doing but the uh, Buffalo Bills was the premier landing spot. You get Josh Allen, and and, and I'm, you're going to get into your point, so I'm not going to bogart it from you.
0: But did you say second bogart? round
1: draft capital? The Buffalo, like, come on,
0: what are we doing? I, I, I have a different point on that than just about anybody else. But uh, you know how many wide receivers were drafted this year? Not named Justin Ross because he wasn't drafted. That's a trick question. You know how many wide? You know how many wide receivers were actually drafted? How many? Twenty-eight four four around on average. That's a lot of wide receivers and yes. that's why that's why I like James Cook. You know, if if Jerry, what kind of team? No, you're not used to this because you are the ravishing rebuilder. What kind of team do you have if you have your own 111?
1: A very good team.
0: You're a very good team. And you probably don't have too many holes at the 111, right? You do not. So so why I've taken so much James Cook at 111, that it seems like I'm I'm too heavily mortgaged. But then good friend of the show, Ray Garvin at Ray GQ, posted a picture of, I don't know if it was the general manager or the coach, I think it was the coach, talking about how there's a difference between being a pass catching running back and an offensive weapon, about knowing the difference of how to play man and how to play zone and how to leverage that. And, you know, I, I posted your favorite gift of Ron Burgundy. It's like, I have a massive erection. Yeah, I mean that, that's where I'm at with James Cook because if someone's like, you're going to pass over a wide receiver, cool. Cool means, man, because at that same range, if I pass on Chris Alave or or Pickens to get James Cook, here's what I got to tell you, Sparky. Write this down. If James Cook hits his absolute apex, where you know he maximizes talent and draft capital and landing spot versus either of those wide receivers doing the same, I get a bigger ROI on the running back because there's not that damn many of them. So do you mean to tell me that I get a running back out of the SEC. So, so Jerry, you got a pencil?
1: Yeah, well, pen. Just, I'm a pen, man.
0: You're a pen guy, of course, because you don't make mistakes. Um, start, start, yeah. check, start checking these boxes. Uh, SEC running back. Check. Okay, good. Um, second round NFL draft capital.
1: You mean the money round for running backs?
0: The money round for one? No, not, not okay. always. I mean, because because we loved we loved uh, a, a J Sauce Dillon, the original sauce, not to be confused with Sauce Gardner. He was a second rounder, right? See. Okay, so so, so check. Good offense, Buffalo Jack. Bills. Oh yeah, good quarterback. Check. Minimal to shoestring thin competition. Check. What's not to like about and, and, and oh. let's say, and let's say. You know,
1: well, Devin Singletary, you don't know, like Devin Singletary. You
0: hate Jerry, that's a that's a lie. You're a damn lie because four months ago everybody was telling you what a pile of trash Devin Singletary exactly. is.
1: Exactly. But now he's a detriment. Now because he's a detriment did. to James Cook. Get the if out of here,
0: man. Stop being contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. And Not people are like to hate somebody. Let people, use all the information at your hands, man. Exactly. People are like, Well, you're gonna miss out on on, on a wide receiver there. If I won won my league or got second at the 111 or or 112, I'll give some moron my random third for Adam Thielen. Especially when that third, like the 308 or the 311, when it's on the clock here, I'll give it to you for Adam Thielen. Here, fuck, take a a 2023 third while you're at it. You know what? And I'll take Adam Thielen. You know why? Because I'm a contender, and I know I'm going to need running back depth. Now, if you want to take Spiller or... You know, and I, I've done this already. I've taken combinations. I did this in one of our patron leagues. I took because I won it. I took James Cook at the one twelve, and then and then came back at the the two twelve, and I took John Mechie. I'm I'm fine with that. I, I also like Jalen Tolbert. I'll gamble on a good rookie and a good offense. Oh, you 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 mean that David? I've got a lot of David Bell in the mid to late second round. You mean you mean the, the wide receiver too as of today in Cleveland is a good option? Because I spent my first round pick on a running back, and I don't want to invest that pick in Damian Pierce or the hyphenated fella who's now in I don't remember his name. What is your name, good. sir? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Give give me the guy who checks a lot of boxes. And and, and let me let me use that one ten. And, and I've seen some fair things where People talked about how Keyshawn Vaughn and Trey Sermon went Not from being went from being late seconds to, you know, late first. first, yeah, you, you know, and and that's fair. That is that is very very can fair. I, can point. I ask a question though? No, were those yeah. <laughs> piss off? Were those
1: people drafted in the second round to one of the elite offenses in the NFL?
0: Kinda, Keyshawn, but Keyshawn Vaughn was a much older prospect. And he had a lot of competition, though
1: he did not yeah, hit on. He, check was, a, and he was, Andy was a transfer,
0: and he was a transfer, and he it wasn't the Tom Brady offense at the time; it was the Jameis Winston offense at the time. So th- there are they wound up being some some other things involved there. He did have pretty decent draft capital. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm I'm, I'm going to err on the side of the running back at at the late first round. I'm just always. I mean. Jerry, as long as you know me, what's my philosophy, right? Draft and running draft backs, running back, trade for wide receivers. Me, because if like, he, if, even if he's good for the first half of the season, I can go out and not only get a rookie running back, I can get a proven wide receiver as opposed to a w- rookie wide receiver with an ROI on James Conner. That's why I'm so bullish. James Cook. But, yeah. So here's the other thing, right? Like, Yeah, not James Conner. Josh Allen signed
1: a big contract. You know, we talked about this earlier. Me and me and Randy had a little chat while we were driving home from work today because you know we're psychopaths that like this game too much. Josh Allen, he just signed his big contract. He's an MVP candidate. Are He's you really going to know- use
0: the? Are you really going to use the the point that I made and and you're yeah. going to give me credit? Well, I, I said I, I was leading right. up to it earlier. I'm, I'm, I, said, just I, sure. I said I wasn't. I said I wasn't
1: going to take your point, but you didn't bring it up. I got to bring uh, it up. Right. It's a good point. All right, go ahead. Now it's mine. Josh Allen, known for running the rock, is he not? Yes, I mean I, I, exactly. He's getting a little bit older. You do not want that man to get injured because if that man gets injured, now you don't even got
0: Mitchell Trubisky. N- n- you, you mean you don't want the guy running the ball as much who's making like four hundred and fifty million? Yeah, Who if he gets want- hurt, your entire season. Now that's not to say that Josh Allen won't rush more, like in the actual NFL playoffs or in a, course. In, a in a in a tight game that maybe means some seating. But I'll tell you, whatever Josh Allen's career rush per attempt has been, that number going to go down, and there's going to be a lot more carries for guys like Devin Singletary and like James Cook. Thank God. That that, that, that is what that is. I think the the, the real motive behind this is like, hey, we've been running this quarterback who's making half a bill. That's not half a mil. That's half a bill with a B, making half a billion or whatever the hell it is, three hundred and fifty million. A lot of money. He's making a lot of money. He is the engine that drives that train, and I think it's great. I, th- I think in the press conference, just I don't see the cons. I don't see the Jerry. Can you think? I mean, and that's our, that's our goal is to find one reason that he makes you nervous. Is well, it because okay. he weighs 199 pounds? If he had like a yeah, cheeseburger and a Chris, soda,
1: Chris, Christian McCaffrey came out 5'11 202. James Cook is 5'11 199. Kiss my ass I will up. buy him. I will well, buy listen, him a large a value. Big enough poop. If Christian McCaffrey would have taken the dump before he weighed himself at the combine, he would have weighed the exact same amount.
0: Classic Jerry, I was going to offer to buy James Cook a uh, like a half pound value meal at Arby's, mm-hmm. right. and Jerry wants Jerry wants to get uh, Christian Christian McCaffrey on the shitter. So so who 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 is the guy that obviously besides James Cook that you come away with a lot of, or a guy that's you know going to be your guy?
1: Uh, oh, well, outside of James Cook, I think the other guy is Christian Watson, but he scares me. Don't get me wrong. See, but you say that, but he has the same exact argument as James Cook.
0: No, he he's, does, except he's a in mediocre route.
1: In a, in a I agree. I agree. Mediocre James route runner Cook, drops Jay the ball. Cook Aaron is Rodgers. He's not a premier prospect either. He this went to has, Georgia. I, okay. North Dakota State's a pretty effing successful team. Now, don't get me wrong. They're, they're division or FCS, but still, still, you get Aaron Rodgers. And you got to compete with Sammy Watkins. And we're not talking Clemson Sammy Watkins in, I don't know, 1998. It seems like Sammy's been in the league for 100 years. You're getting old man busted that has really never amounted to much as far as being a dynasty asset. Sammy Watkins, you get a guy that they traded up for and picked him at 34 overall, which is right next to where T. Higgins went. It's sort of that T. Higgins range. He's big. He's fast. He's got Aaron Rodgers. He's got no competition. He's got to go against the Detroit Lions twice a year. He's got to go against the Chicago Bears twice a year. Two of the teams in his division play in domes. I don't know. There's a, there, there is a real chance that just based on volume, even if he's not the premier prospect, premier talent of the class, which I don't think he is, Aaron Rodgers is the one situation that is extremely conducive to fantasy points. And the other thing about Christian Watson, we're not taking him at one Oh three. We're not worried about Ryan Tannehill getting the ball to Traylon Burks. We're not worried about Marcus Mariota getting the ball to Drake London. We're, We're talking, we're taking him at the back end. We're taking him as the, you know, the third he's got, option,
0: he's like that one ten to 20, 201 range that I've seen a lot this week. Exactly,
1: and and you know what I want to do with those picks? Because listen, once you get past like two o one, I really don't care about this class. I'll I'll take shots to try and swing for the fences, but it, it falls off the face of the earth pretty quickly. And if I get one last chance to swing for him, f yeah, I'm taking it on Aaron Rodgers potentially top target.
0: And, and can I hit you with some some facts? Okay, shoot. Now, have you heard of Devontae Adams? I have. Pretty good. Okay. Have you heard of Randall Cobb? Yeah. Jordy Nelson? Yeah. Also pretty good. Have you heard of Amari Rodgers? Yeah. Okay. You know what all four of those guys have in common? What's that? They all spent their rookie season with one Aaron Rodgers. Do you know what else they had in common? What's that? None of them registered more than 40 receptions or 500 yards as a rookie. So, if now, you they were also
1: competing against each other at different times, in that though,
0: I, I understand. But if and I don't want to steal this take, unlike Jerry stealing my Josh Allen not running as much take, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. This is coming. This I heard this last week on Colin Cowherd's show, and he was like, Aaron's got trust issues, issues with the media, our government, the vaccine, and rookie wide receivers. The front office, he's like, that's not an opinion. Obviously, he's not going to lean into young wide receivers. If you tell me hold, hold on if you tell me that Kristen Watson has a rough rookie season because Aaron Rodgers trusts veteran Sammy Watkins, you may not like it, but it's possible. He may lean into Alan Lazard, he may lean into Robert Tanyan. and I think the guy I think the guy who's going to lead this team in receptions this year is Aaron Jones. And you mean to tell me that there's growing pains? If you like Christian Watson, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do you a favor that Jerry won't do for you because Jerry doesn't like you as much as I do. Correct. But what I'm going to tell you to do is not draft Christian Watson right now. Wait until these, these stats ring true for the fifth time with a fifth rookie wide receiver with Aaron Rodgers and buy this man cheap next year. That's what I'm. That's going to be my suggestion. Jerry, how did you want to continue leading these good people astray? You are betting on
1: Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, and a busted old ass hurt Robert Tanyan being in the way of somebody. And listen, I'm betting. If Christian Watson cannot beat them out, then you are right. But then I don't want to buy him because then he's probably not that good.
0: I am betting on Aaron Rodgers being the most spiteful person in the NFL. Oh, you want, you want to not re-sign Devontae, my, my my best friend on the team, and let him go? And you want to give me this guy? How about this? I'll just not throw him the damn ball and make you continue to look stupid. That's very Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to get caught up in some weird lover's quarrel trying to catch lightning in a bottle with a rookie out of North Dakota State. I just can't do it in that same range. Uh, I mentioned Pickens earlier. I gladly take Pickens. See, over this but guy. then
1: you're relying on mitchell trubisky as potentially and he's potentially what the fourth option in the offense
0: potentially uh by the way side note side takeaway from this the addition of calvin austin because this is another one of those memphis theories are you ready yeah with the addition of calvin austin and now pickens is it george pickens George Pickens. I always want to say T. Boone, but that's the that's the very big booster for Oklahoma State. Yes, yes. So George Pickens, Calvin Austin on top of Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth, and Deontay Johnson. Hey, you know who's going into year four? Who? Oh. Deontay Johnson. Have you seen the market for wide receivers going into year four? I'll tell you who has. Deontay Johnson, and he's like, yum, yum, give me some. You know, and and maybe, Maybe. just maybe, Deontay Johnson could be a trade candidate. That's a theory, just throwing it out there, you know, and you would say Memphis, Pittsburgh would never trade Deontay Johnson. I heard Mike Vrabel say last week that as long (laughs) as I'm coaching the Tennessee Titans, A.J. Brown will be a Titan, although his face, when they announced that trade, during it, it. it it was a thing of beauty as a Colts fan. So, anyway, I've roughed you up enough. People, be, be very cautious with Jerry. He likes to hit you in the heart. I like to hit you with data. But a guy that I, I've, I'm i really interested in, and I'm trying to not wear my uh, my Colts blue homer hat, I'm very intrigued by Jelani Woods. Have you seen this guy?
1: Uh, I mean, if you have seen lots of him, you go ahead and go into it. But I just I just talked about what I think of the back end of this draft.
0: This guy's a monster just a monster. Now again, this is where I need you. I'm wearing my blue baseball cap. I need you to put on your thinking cap and don't hear what I'm not saying, okay? Don't hear what I'm not saying. If you, I'm going to give you a data a data point and a, and a place to go do some research, I want you to Google search. So Jerry, I want you to open up a window. You ready? Okay. Open up a window. Gotcha. I want you to go to playerprofiler.com search Kyle Pitts, okay? Okay. Now, in a second window, I want you to open up a new window, and I want you to go to playerprofiler.com and search Jelani Woods. You know, you get those little bar graphs. They go north and south. Mm -hmm. Now, Pitts is the faster wide receiver. But if you go to those next three measurables, you go to burst score, you go to um, wingspan, and there's one other. Jelani Woods is superior to Kyle Pitts in those stats. Now, at the end of the day, it's not about being a good athlete. What's the old, old expression? A lot of guys look like Tarzan, play like Jane. But this guy is a physical super freak. Six foot seven, one inch taller than Kyle Pitts, 250 pounds, ran like a 4'6", 40. Matt Ryan likes using the tight end. And w- and what is the barrier to entry in Indianapolis? It's no longer Jack Baby Hands Doyle. It's it's Mo Alley Cox and Kylan Granson, who I like. I like Kylan Granson, but I'm, I'm looking. looking he's a body. I like him because he's he's the tight end on a team that doesn't really have a tight end. I'm just looking for volume. I'm looking, but but. What tight ends have broke out over the last few years? It's been the athletic super freaks. And that's what this guy is. Good draft capital, third round draft capital. Uh, It's clear they're trying to build a basketball team. Literally, you got Michael Pittman Jr. Who's like 6'1", 6'2". They drafted Alec Pierce, who's 6'3". They already got Mo Alley, who's like seven foot tall. This guy's six foot seven. Clearly, they're going to be playing hoops in the end zone. I just can't again, I'm not trying to be a homer, but what were your thoughts with Jelani Woods? I know he had a ton of like top 30 visits last week.
1: Yeah, so you you always want to take shots on tight ends. That that that's what I would say. And and he played tight end at Virginia. He was a wide receiver at Oklahoma State. You know, he's he's a jump ball kind of guy. So I I I'm about it. I'm I'm fine with taking shots like that. And and
0: not a super popular name. So you're getting him later. I've seen him I've seen him going in the third a lot and, that's, that's and super what flex I mean. it. what about uh Trey McBride? That was my dog. I, I I think he got some I think the 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 dynasty gamer community have given you a value because because rookie tight ends never really break out anyway. I would no. say, based on what he was drafted at, I would say the last few first round tight ends have quote unquote not lived up to expectations. Doesn't that's mean fair. they haven't been good. I just think we were expecting the moon and stars and back with guys like Kyle Pitts and TJ Hawkinson. Agreed. Um, we've seen how Arizona uses a tight end with the, the the rusty, dusty, crusty corpse of Zach Ertz floating around out there. That guy's on a one-year deal last I checked. Yeah. And if it's not a one-year deal, it may be a two-year deal, but it's a one-year deal in, in real life, a two-year deal on paper. Yeah. And I love Trey McBride, and I've seen him slipping. Slipping, and slipping, and slipping and right to that third round range. If it is your moral, dutiful, legal obligation as a listener of the Dynasty Warzone that if this man falls into the late second, early third of your tight end premium super flex drafts, or if you're in like, like Jerry and I, we're in a tight end premium must start too, you are morally obligated to draft him in the late second. If you have to trade back in with, like, the 303 and a third from next year to get that 212, you better do it. Because if I find out you didn't, we're going to have a problem. Jerry, what do you think about my thoughts on Trey McBride?
1: Listen, Randy did not bust out the thesaurus for today's podcast, so you could just ignore the advice of this man. He came through with every adjective that is in the damn book. I'm with you. I I like it. And, and, like, I like Kyler, you know, you're, you're not his biggest fan, but you know, you know, he's good. And he's gonna I, how about this, back. Jerry?
0: I'm as big a fan of Kyler as he is height wise by ratio in the NFL, oh. among the NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. So if you stacked them all up Jesus. now, if you stacked them all, like if they all had to lay flat, he's pretty close. But if they have to stand on their feet and like, you do like a, like a bar graph going with him on one end, clearly <laughs> going up toward like uh, what, Josh Allen, Probably. Yeah. I mean, Brock Osweiler's out of the league at this point. So you know he's gone, but, but, but that's a ratio of how much I like Kyler Murray. I like him by ratio of his height to his peers.
1: But his, his, his acumen to get the ball to people is good regardless. And like you said, Zach hurts, you know, I'm, he's about my age. You know, granted, we look a little different. Body builds are slightly different. One of us is built for the NFL. One of us is not, but either way, Ages undefeated unless you're Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the only mother effer that is kicking father time's ass.
0: I I will tell you right now, if you already have Zach Ertz, this is a great stack in a tight end premium. I agree. I agree with you. Because this is always going to be an offense that, you know, features those those guys over the middle. That seems to be the one guy over the middle that I've seen Kyler really trust in his three NFL seasons has been Zach Ertz. And and what does what does Zach Ertz do? And what a what a great guy. You may not like Zach Ertz. I mean, I like him personally. He sounds like, like a nice fella. But I mean, what, what a better guy to learn that little that little hook, that little hitch, that little, you know, little just that little option route. You know, how to beat how to beat man, how to beat zone, where where the soft spots in the zone are. What a better tutor. In the NFL, maybe Greg Olson, but he's like a commentator now. Right. I, I think this is a, a great landing spot. I know we're at the hour mark, but we'll keep cruising. What other yeah. what other options and uh, nuggets did you take away?
1: Uh, I I like Zamir White. I've been taking a lot of Zamir White in the later rounds.
0: Tell him about him too, Jerry. Listen, did Josh Jacobs get his fifth year option? Uh, a- no, no. So Actually, he did f- fun fact. None of the, the first-round picks from the 2019 draft class got their first option picked up. John Abrams, uh, Cleveland Farrell, and Josh Jacobs all were like, this new regime was like, no, Bye. no, and get the hell out of here. So you got a new regime,
1: didn't get the fifth-year option, and you drafted another Georgia running back, former number one overall five-star recruit. He had he had some injuries and that's why he had to split time and you know we just talked about James Cook he was pretty effing good. It, 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 is there worse options in the third round? I would say I, 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 would, them. I would
0: I would think so. I'm seeing a lot of people starting to take Damian Pierce, which I, I'm fine. But I I love Zamir White. You know I, I I that's how I wound up with so much Marlon Mack and you can make fun of Marlon Mack, but Marlon Mack for his rookie and second year was a very viable option. Yep for dynasty fantasy football. And the reason why that was the first running back that Chris Ballard and Frank Reich ever drafted together. And he got some run. Yeah. Zamir White. So so the Raiders were limited with draft capital. Would you agree? Yes. It's it's a redundant question. Of course they had no draft capital. They traded away their first and second for for Devontae Adams. Good trade by the way. But yeah. their first their their first pick was used on a guard. The second ever pick in the the first skill position, not only running back, the first skill position, kinda because they traded the, the the ones for the wide receiver, but the first actual card turned in on a skill position player was Zamir White. That hits home for me, Jerry.
1: I agree. And listen, this is a pro Josh Jacobs podcast, one hundred percent. And I don't think Zamir White's going to supplant Josh Jacobs. But they have told you, they have given me the information. The river is out. It is face up, and I can see it, and they don't want Josh Jacobs for the long haul. Now, does that mean Zamir White is going to be the guy? Not necessarily. But in the third round, I am swinging for the potential to have a starting running back on my team in the future, and I can put him on my taxi, and I can forget about him like a $20 bill in a winter coat.
0: All of a sudden, I, 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 you, I love that reference. I you to pull it.
1: that bad boy back out in November, and you put your hands in your pocket. Andrew Jackson looking at you right in the face. That's well,
0: I'm I'm looking at Zamir White, not the handsomest fella, but I'm but these stats pretty handsome. Six foot tall, 214 chiseled pounds. He 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 went to Georgia, four four forty. Speed score, 95th percentile. Burst score, 65th percentile. This guy is a good running back. This is a guy in back-to-back years in the SEC in a crowded, crowded, I mean, his teammate was drafted in the second round by Buffalo. We talked about James Cook. Here's Mm -hmm. a guy who still was able on a national championship winning team to command 100 and 60 targets last year, 144 targets the year, not targets, that would be something else, carries, 160 carries, One hundred and four. so 300 carries in two years at Georgia in spite of stiff running back competition. This is the guy, this is Josh Jacobs, not the healthiest guy around. Now, now will he supplant Josh Jacobs? No, but we got to go back to this time last year. And we were talking about incumbents like, uh, Raheem Mostert. You know, we were talking a lot more about, um, Trey Sermon in this sixth rounder out of, I don't remember where Elijah Mitchell comes in and, and, and says, Thank you. I'm gonna pull a Jerry. Thank you. I, mm-hmm. I, I I will, I will take this job. I, I think he's gonna be a steal. I think this is a good offense. We, I've kind of jokingly thought, referenced Devontae Adams twice. You still have Renfro. Um, they have another good wide receiver, uh, and I'm drawing a blank. Well, they have Darren uh, Waller. Darren Waller, um, Renfro. They brought in someone else. But, I mean, this is going to be a good offense. I, I would tell you now, I'm not going to go full Chris McConnell, the Wizard of Roto, but I, I am going to tell you that if I had to bank on one today, I think I would lean Zamir White over Isaiah Spiller, although I have Spiller ahead of my rank. I'm going to put that to you. Isaiah Spiller. Similar draft capital in L.A. or Zamir White in Vegas?
1: Uh, I mean, I get it. I just, I, I think I am still going Zamir White. I, I understand why someone would go Isaiah Spiller, though. I just, I don't know. I, I mean, Eckler is still under contract, and they clearly like Eckler, and they didn't, you know, they they haven't shown me all the cards that's the thing. is is their, their, their community board of cards has been laid out differently than it has with Las Vegas.
0: I mean, again, this was also a pro Spiller shop coming into the draft. Um, I think it's razor close. If I had to pick one, I am going to bank on the one with a, a smaller barrier to entry, and I'm getting the plus athlete. I mean, Spiller barely ran sub-4-7. horrible speed score, horrible burst score uh, per player profiler. So I I get a better athlete drafted by this regime. Thinner competition. Again, we're splitting hairs. We're talking like the difference between 207 208.
1: Which is what the NFL thought, too. And I'm going to have shares of both. Zamir White went 122. Isaiah Spiller went 123. So the Raiders had their chance at both, and they decided on Zamir White, which – Doesn't give me the most confidence that I'm siding with the Raiders, but
0: But what was your thought on Spiller? We we've already transitioned.
1: It pissed me off that he fell because I I I think he's a pretty good back. I do, but when somebody falls to the fourth round, I'm swinging for the fences. And with the Josh Jacobs not getting the fifth year option
0: and totally new regime. Well, you know Josh Jacobs is not coming back because this team. I mean, they resigned Carr they they signed Adams to a huge deal. They're going to have to figure out some money for for Renfro. They're not going Wall, to, to pay Waller a back. Waller is going to, going to that's right. And, and is there a cheaper running back especially if he has a moderate rookie year to lean on in year 2 and 3 of that fourth round rookie deal than Zamir White? There Financially you know. if 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 you're in if you're in Oakland it makes a lot of sense. I guess I guess Las Vegas it also makes a lot of sense in Vegas because it's tax free there. Right. And uh, I, I got a couple more. So, give me your biggest bust. Did yours change?
1: Um, I I think Drake London still scares me the most. I don't want to say he's going to bust because he very well could be awesome. He just, you know, he he scared me. He lined up on the left side almost a vast majority of the time. I think it's like eighty or ninety percent of the time he lined up on the quarterback's left side. He's a jump ball guy, not known for separating against college corners. And now I have to believe that he is going to separate against NFL corners. That scares the absolute hell out of me. Plus, I have to deal with Marcus Mariota, who has historically not been great. How did A.J. Brown look early in his career? Corey Davis agrees. Yeah, Corey Davis. We were thrilled when Ryan Tannehill came and he was at least competent. And then we're going to talk about, you know, maybe Ritter takes the job. You know, maybe he does. But now I got a rookie quarterback coming in midway through the season who's going. Now, granted, he played in the college football playoff, but they didn't do very well. At least the offense didn't. And I got to assume he's going to throw against NFL defenses at an unbelievable rate. And he's not going to target Kyle Pitts, who's going to be closer to the line and make it easier on him. He's going to launch the ball down the field to the jump ball guy in Drake London. I don't know. There's just there's a lot of red flags in that situation. Not to say I can't be wrong. He could very well be awesome, and he could be Mike Evans, which is what people love to say. No. It's just, it, it, it's just. I, I mean, I, I don't truly believe it either, but it, it is a possibility. It just scares the absolute hell out of me. And, and you're shaking your head, so I know you agree with me.
0: Well, I, I am, I am sticking by my statement last week. Drake London is my bust of this draft.
1: Which I I think he does not get open. said the same thing, if I remember correctly, Correct, correct.
0: Cody's on board as well. So here's another takeaway that I uh, observed. Out of all these other first round running backs, I'm excuse me, wide receivers. You know what they all have in common? What's that? They're all between five eleven and six one. You know what else they have in common? Hmm. They all weigh about 190 pounds. You know who else is elite around that size in the NFL? A lot of your other really good wide receivers in the NFL. The NFL is telling us, not the Falcons, but the rest of the NFL is telling us that fast, good route running wide receivers that um, can play a multitude of positions that can be used like a chess piece. I don't think they need to be running backs per se, but you know who doesn't do that? You know who? You know, and good for him, by the way. It was very smart. He didn't run the forty. Because he knew if he did, he was running a 4-6. And if you run a 4-6, you don't get drafted eighth overall. So smart no, on smart on his behalf, but I'm not taking him. To, to me, I'm getting some N'Keele Harry vibes, that big-body clasher who wins that way out of the, the Pac-12. It may not be a fair apples-to-apples apples comparison, but when I can get when I can get Garrett Wilson or the guy that I'm in love with, James, Jameson Williams – or Alave or those guys. If I'm in a position where I have to trade or draft Drake London, I'm trading. I'm trading out. I took one share in one of the Patreons. I took him. I don't remember. I think it
1: was 105 or 106. I took him just so I can have a share in case I'm wrong. But I, for the people on the podcast, I I like to diversify and I like to do that to just take a shot because I have 20 leagues. Let's, you know, you, you got to take a shot on something,
0: but not, not even one, well, not even fair. one for me. I, 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 I draft I the right. That's I, fair. I always draft the right players. If, I, <laughs> if I'm wrong, I can draft. Him, I can. I can draft him in a startup next year. Well, listen, it, it, it's getting late. I, uh, I have this thing called work, so I'm, I'm going to wrap this thing up. But uh, favorite favorite player? How about this? How about we'll just wrap it up with this? Okay. Give me 93 seconds on your lions draft. How you feeling?
1: I loved every second of it. Um I mean, listen, I would have preferred Kayvon Thibodeau, but that's just personal preference. If they ended up with Kayvon or Aiden Hutchinson, cool. Jamison Williams, when they said that the Lions traded up, my nipples got so hard I thought they were gonna burst through my shirt, Randy. I was excited about it. And I was you weren't sweat, you weren't sweating Malik Willis? I I I was praying that this was a competent front office, and they wouldn't do that to me. And Randy, Matt Patricia is gone, and they did not do that to me. And they took Jamison Williams, and, and I was thrilled because he's one of the premier talents. And listen, the Lions have an exciting offense. In, in Williams in Amon Ra, they have Chark as a three. They have Hawk. They have Swift. You know, Go- Goff is the problem, right? You know they picked up two defensive ends. You mean the, the guy who got to a?
0: You mean the guy who got to a Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, but that—that's what I mean. Like that—that that is the one hindrance, and he's not that bad. And you know he was pretty poopy for a chunk of last year, but you know he was injured, and then at the end of the season he started coming back. Amon Ross started to be a beast, so he he can still sling the ball. He can be okay. I think the Lions are going to win, probably seven or eight games. The defense is still going to be a little suspect. They're going to have to grow, but. You know, I, I don't think the Bears are great. You get a couple wins there. Got a couple other easier. I think they play Atlanta.
0: You know, they they they've got a shot. Jerry, um, it's the Lions. They play a fourth place schedule. I I think the Lions yeah. hit it out of the park. And I, I I know people tell you not to worry about that. Jameson is good for Amon Ra. He's not. He he's not. He's not, <laughs> not. Not not even one bit. Here's what you're hoping for, Jerry. And I talked about this earlier. You're hoping that if you're stacked with Amon Ra like my like my Detroit based Patna here is yeah. that you're hoping that James Jamison because of the knee and the ACL that he comes back either on the pop or comes back slow and Amon Ra picks up where he left off there there's your sell window about week 3 or 4 boom get out from under because when James when Jamison comes on I'm telling you he's going to come on and he is going to wreck shop for my Colts I di- I didn't love the Alec Pierce pick I love the Jelani Woods pick, and I think the steal of the draft was that Bernard Raymond. Big Austrian kid. Now he's a little bit older than the average draft prospect, but this is a guy who came to the NFL from Austria, same as Arnold, by the way. Came, Came to America from Austria, learned the beautiful game of football, was a tight end, converted, not a bad athlete. And what I like about the Colts got him in the third round and if you're into gambling, and hey, who's not in 2022? His over under prop on like FanDuel and DraftKings was like 38 and a half. The, the thought was, is he was either going to be a late first rounder or an early second rounder. So for the Colts to get him in the mid to late third, I thought that was a steal. Kind of like you, I kept sweating. God, please don't take Malik Willis. Please don't take Man. Desmond Ritter. Please, 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 please. So I, I, all in all, I like the Colts draft. And we're going to talk more about this draft next week, Jerry. It's going to be a very juicy subject. And uh, you might say, if you suck around this long, you may say, "Hey, uh, are you guys going to talk about the? Uh, are you guys going to talk about the the quarterbacks?" And you know, I don't talk about boring things, Jerry. I I, I just don't. <laughs> um, are you going? To, are, are you going to talk about the quarterbacks? Forget about it. Huh? Forget about it. We, I don't. Talk, I don't talk about too many third and fourth round players unless they're running backs and wide receivers. I just, I just don't. Just kidding. We will talk more uh, about these guys next week. So make sure you subscribe. Y'all tap in with it, huh? Tap in with it. Check out the Dynasty Warzone. And last thing, uh, Jerry Thursday is May the fifth. But you know what Thursday? You know what Wednesday is today. This podcast. It's May the 4th. That's Star Wars Day. And uh, our athletic sponsor, Hate Brand Goods, they have a May the 4th Be With You shirt rolling out. I I can't because of like trademark and other infringements. The shirt may or may not look like a a certain baby who's green. And it's pretty cool. And you may go over to HVIII.com or go to your Google Play or Apple app store, download the HVII app, and on May the 4th, you may see a May the 4th be with you shirt, sure, Jerry. Wink, nod, wink, nod. Who I'm not trying good? to get sued. I'm not trying to get sued.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I am personally- Are you a Baby Yoda guy? Uh, you know what? Uh, I actually didn't have, uh, I didn't have it for a while, but I actually just finally got off my wallet, so I'll, I'll probably watch it at some point.
0: All right. You need to check that out. And uh, thank you for listening to us ramble. We didn't really put together a, a show time. sheet, but, yeah. but you, didn't but you know what? I, I I think there's a lot of actionable nuggets in this podcast. I want to thank you for making it all the way in to the end of the show. And please, if you made it this far, hit pause on what, whatever you're listening on, whether that be YouTube, uh, whatever podcast hit pause, Leave us a rating and a review and subscribe everywhere. Again, everything but TikTok. Dallas, you're on the clock with TikTok. But everywhere but TikTok, go find Dynasty Warzone and follow us everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you're so inclined to support us with the old wallet, check out Hate Brand Goods, HVIII.com. Or go to the app, just search HVII.com Or Patreon, Jerry. And you get something out of those two sponsors. It's not like you're just throwing barrels of cash at Jerry and I, uh, if you go to hate brand, you get some pretty sweet merch. When, when you buy it, we just get a little, uh, little love on the back end. And same with the patron keeps the lights on. You see these fancy lights, these ring led lights. They're not free.
1: No, you, th- not.
0: You, you think Jerry, you think Jerry's glow in the dark led gimmick behind him was free. This is production value people. That's what you're supporting and you're supporting the dynasty Warzone. So thanks for making it this far. We'll talk more rookies. We'll have more follow up next week. But on behalf of that man, my name is Memphis. You can follow me at D W Z Memphis. You can follow him at Jerry Sin D W Z. You can follow the show everywhere, but TikTok for now at Dynasty Warzone and uh, here at the Dynasty Warzone. Jerry, what are we looking to do? We're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football, Randy. You god darn right. All right, we'll see you back here next week. More rookie talk, maybe a mock draft. Don't oh. know.